here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Rob McCarron. You know, we, uh, we had some feedback from our last show. Okay. Episode 94. More than one person told me or spoke to others and said that I was a little rude to you. Cutting you off, not letting you get picks in, forgetting your your existence, really. Jeff Hawkins. I'm being trolled. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, wait. <laughs> wait, I have breaking news coming into the news desk here. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Daniel, have you ever seen a ghost? Uh... Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarran here, Jeff Hawkins. As always, Jeff, I did not know I had that. Uh-huh. So we're, we're before recording this show, I tell him, because the last couple of weeks I was trying to find an intro for the show, mm-hmm. and this was the intro I was trying to find, and I didn't think I had it anymore. So I just go into the intros tab here and click one, and there he was. I had yeah. it all of a sudden. I didn't real I didn't remember I had it. I'm so happy for you on this victory. Oh, and and I was, <laughs> so we play that and of course I'm getting excited because oh my god, yeah. is this the one? And this right. was the one. I didn't do that to troll you, I swear. I didn't think I had it anymore. I know. How are your Bengals doing? They won today. I'm happy. Tyler Eifert, my mm-hmm. buddy. He's a, he's a beast. Ty. E. Mm. Yeah, he's uh he's doing pretty well. You know who's not doing well? Them Eagles. And WWE future Hall of Famer Sting. (laughs) He's uh, a little battered, a little bruised up. Just a tad. Just a tad bit. Um, We are going to talk about Night of Champions. This is the Night of Champions 2015 post-game show. Rob McCarron, Jeff Hawkins here on Shake Them Ropes. We will have our regular scheduled episode, of course, of Shake Them Ropes later on this week on Tuesday. As long as Jeff is uh, feeling up to it and healthy. Yes, I'll be there. All righty, we shall do that. But the top story, let's get right into Night of Champions, the top story tonight, Jeff. Five title matches, mm-hmm. three title changes, mm-hmm. including John Cena winning the U.S. championship from Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, you know, I thought it was a solid show, but not anything terribly memorable. Um, but overall, the show was a fun watch, I thought, or at least it, yeah. <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought it was an enjoyable time. I, I mean, I thought it went by pretty quickly. Like all of a sudden yeah. when, when 10 o'clock came and they were pushing the Seth Rollins and John Cena match and the Seth Rollins and Sting match because those were back-to-back tonight on the show. When that That's happened... Just, that was an interesting choice. I it was thought. an interesting call. But I mean, when that was going on, I'm like, oh, there weren't more matches because I was expecting like a couple of filler matches or anything like that. Or I, I, I was going back to think what matches hadn't we seen yet. But right. I realized that, hey, the show was actually going at a pretty good pace, uh, especially the first hour. I thought the first hour opening up with Kevin Owens yeah. 
And Ryback was an interesting call because a lot of times you open up with a match like a Dolph Ziggler and Rusev or the tag title match, something with a little bit of a faster pace. And this was two bigger guys going for the Intercontinental Championship. So that was interesting. Um, But before we run down this entire card, uh, I think that was the John Cena winning the U.S. Championship may not have been the most unpredictable result of the night, uh, but of the title changes probably means the most, no? I think it'll be the 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 one that leads to the freshest stuff on Raw. Yeah, I, I do. I I I think you know. I know we expected. I mean, because I think most of this stuff is table setting for what we're going to see on Raw for the next month or so up until uh, Hell in the Cell. Yeah, you know, I think we're going to get Owens and Ryback rematches up the Yazoo. I think we're going to get. You know, we have the. <laughs> the Kane Seth Rollins feud that will never end. It well, seems we'll talk about that too because I when we were doing our prediction show and we were doing you know the gathering of what other people on the internet were thinking would follow this program, mm-hmm. uh, both of us thought that John Cena would be headed into the world title picture somehow. Yeah, from this, but that's clearly not happening right now. I I hope not. <laughs> no, but that, that was made pretty clear tonight, right? That yeah. John Cena is staying away from the world title picture because now, you know, instead of John Cena going into it, instead of Sting or Sheamus theoretically going into it now, yeah, Kane is back. And Kane is going up against Seth Rollins. Kane an, getting the world an, title shot. What an odd time in the WWE right now because a lot of your things being used for, or a lot of your people being used for feuds are Undertaker, Big Show, yeah. the Dudleys, Kane. <laughs> they're they're saying referee names again. If you're nostalgic, you might like this. You might not. I don't know. <laughs> it is. And I am one who is kind of nostalgic. Uh, interestingly enough, I wasn't so much for Sting. You know, I thought, I mean, I was a big WCW fan in the late 90s. I would have thought for myself that I would felt a little bit more for Sting being in. And mm-hmm. I, I mean... It was cool. It was interesting. I never thought it would happen. But at the same time, I didn't care that it was happening. And that's nothing to take away from Sting because Sting, he earned his money tonight. I mean, oh, yeah. he was he not bumped. going out there. Yeah, he was not going out there for a Jeff Hardy match on TNA. No, no. He was going no. out there to show that he could main event a WWE show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- I, yeah. What did, what did you think of the Rollins matches overall? I thought Rollins worked really hard. I thought the Rollins-John Cena match was Pretty similar to the SummerSlam match, which isn't too much of a knock, but it is a contrast to what Kevin Owens and John Cena did. Okay. Uh, because Kevin Owens and John Cena, when they, they, it was amazing how they did it because the first match was crazy and people calling it a match of the year at the time. And then the second match built on that. And the third match mm-hmm. built on that, even though the third match I think was a little bit different, um, if I'm remembering the order of those properly. Uh, I thought this was pretty similar because John Cena and Seth Rollins were out to do the same stuff. Now, Seth Rollins added some things, you know, in his match, he added the frog splash. He added a little bit more of the craziness. Uh, We saw in the sting match, the finisher there. I mean, it wasn't the finish you would expect with either a scorpion death drop or a pedigree. It was a roll up, you know, Mm -hmm. out of a finishing move. Um, So I thought Seth Rollins tried to do things differently tonight. Um, Rollins did did have a frog splash in the last Cena match when he took the uh, U.S. title. That's right, he did. But overall, I mean... So my one thing where he was being different, (laughs) he was not being different at all. So, okay, it was the same match. 
Well, no, I was a little underwhelmed by okay. by Rollins matches tonight yeah. as opposed to his other matches that he's had. I mean, he's always been the kind of that big match he produces yeah. in those big match spots. This was a yeah. little I mean, it, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was bad or terrible or not fun to watch. It was just underwhelming to me. It's funny in a way, too, because the way that tonight was structured effectively Seth Rollins wrestling was the main event. Yeah, right? it wasn't Seth Rollins versus Sting. It wasn't Seth Rollins versus John Cena. It was Seth Rollins versus John Cena, then versus Sting. That was the main event. So in yeah. one way, you would expect John Cena and Seth Rollins to put on a main event match. And I, I felt like they tried to. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was very good. But at the same time, it was a semi-main. They didn't have to go balls to the wall. No. Uh, so it, it was one of those interesting dynamics because they did indeed put these two back to back. They didn't do John Cena and Seth Rollins as the opener. Uh, yeah, they definitely which, didn't do John Cena and Seth Rollins last, no. which based on the results, you probably could have done. Yeah. You could have done the sting match first, all those interference spots. And then John Cena comes out, runs away Kane or something like that. Or Kane just leaves. And all of a sudden it's John Cena. John Cena does the baby face thing where he lets Seth Rollins recover and get up. And then they have their match and John Cena wins. And there you have Seth Rollins defending healthy one title but defending unhealthy the other championship. So John Cena looks good winning and Seth Rollins doesn't get killed losing. Right. There was a a couple of different ways you could have gone, but this is the way they did go. We'll run down through this card, go match by match on this, and then get into the other news of the weekend, which included three NXT shows, live events in Texas. And on this very show, the announcement already of the main event of Hell in a Cell. The Mm -hmm. main event is booked The oddly named Go to Hell Tour for Brock Lesnar is booked, and uh, we'll go through all that. But opening up the show, did you watch the prelim match, the Cosmic Wasteland versus Neville and the Lucha Dragons? I did. What'd you think? That was okay. It was a kind of a surprising result, I thought. Surprising in the fact that we thought Cody would lose and then do the turning on his partners thing. Right, but he did. But he did use his partners as human collateral. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that choice. Yeah, because Stardust is the show. Right? Yes. So Stardust is the guy. He's going to do whatever it takes for him to win. He doesn't care about the team, right? These are just his goons that he's hired because they're right. big, strong, and they can help him win. Right. And tonight they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I wonder if this is going to lead down the path where we see more of this where we see Stardust just completely making a fool of his partners, but he ends up winning, so they go along with it because, hey, they're at least getting paid more? No, I don't. I don't Because of the result of this, I think he's going to stick with these two for a while. Okay. I, I, and, and that's, you know, that's fine. I just want, I'd like to get Neville away from Stardust. Do you think Neville and Stardust are linked beyond this show still? Yes. So we'll see more of that. Because Stardust got the pin on Neville. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but that, that kind of keeps Lucha Dragons out of the tag team picture. Uh, we'll get into the tag team title match uh, uh, tonight, too. The opener on the show, as we talked about, uh, Kevin Owens winning the U.S. championship. No, the Intercontinental Championship, sorry. Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental Championship against the Ryback. Kevin Owens is your new champion. And he spoke with JoJo later on saying, of course I'm the champion. I'm great. I was going to win. I mean, come on. It was no secret that I was going to win. Uh, so Kevin Owens, your bad mouthing intercontinental championship when you have with John Cena winning later, you have John Cena, the good guy, U.S. champion, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, the bad guy, intercontinental champion. Mm-hmm. Any possibility we see Owens and Cena again combining the belts in the future? 
no, not a chance. Keep it they're separate. separate. They're going to they're keep it simple. They're going to separate these two, and now Owens gets to go on a bit of a losing streak now that he has the IC title. Uh, I, I liked the match overall. I thought, you know, I... <laughs> It was a pretty good Ryback match, to be honest with you. Uh, but my only, the, my only gripe, and I, I made this on my Twitter feed, was was the kind of the hamstrung controversy of him raking the eyes in order to get the pin. And I'm like, well, what would the referee have done if he had seen the raking of the eyes? Probably nothing. He would have admonished him. Yeah, there wouldn't have been a did. DQ. But this is one of those things where, oh, he would have been DQ'd. He did it behind the ref's back. That, no, that's not true. It's a, it's an eye right. rake. It, it happens all the time yeah. in wrestling. <laughs> it, it wouldn't have changed the result, but it still was cheating leading to the victory. And I'm watching it. I'm, I'm listening to Michael Cole just go apoplectic about that. And I'm like, yeah. no, Mike. That, yeah. He would have he gone, that's wrong, and still would have counted the pin. So let's not get Let's not make that. a federal case about it. No, and, but I, th- I, liked, uh, I liked the Owens promo afterwards i did i like i like him being the trophy hunter i like that they keep linking this back to him taking care of his family i think that's very good for the character i really do it's great for the character and i mean it provides a level of consistency like we know what kevin owens is fighting for we don't have to worry about when the ryback say say ryback came on raw tomorrow and just beat up uh who neville for just a example Like Uh we'd be wondering, why would he do that? Why is he doing this? And then it would not make sense because why would he go from the intercontinental championship to beating up Neville? Um, But Kevin Owens, you always know, like if he comes out and attacks somebody, it's because they have something he wants. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe we have to wonder what it is they have that he wants or if he's going against the champion, but we know what Kevin Owens is. And now with him defending the championship, he already has the prize. So get ready now for Kevin Owens uh, defending the prize, but probably cheating a lot to keep it. Because yeah. he's not, he's not, he doesn't have to win anything. He's already got it. And I also like the the story of Owens working on the arm mm-hmm. in order to to get there. I thought that was a very smart match, to be honest. Yeah, we you. saw a lot of Kevin Owens like fluidly going into when he when he hooked on the arm bar, you mm-hmm. know, just because he he was going out of something else, saw the arm there, and he went at it. So he was right. taking whatever he could to yeah. to beat the Ryback down, and he did. And Kevin Owens is your new champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the Dolph Ziggler and Rusev match which is it it continues the story and i didn't watch smackdown and i guess on smackdown they tease further we saw the video clip tonight on the show that you know dolph ziggler he says okay these earrings that i gave you were nothing or were they right yeah just uh, obfuscating the whole matter thought it was interesting they didn't they they brought up the new tights but they didn't bring up that lana was on the crotch (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. especially when Dolph comes out and kisses his hand and puts it right back. I'm so perverted. I went, I went, wow. This guy's the uh, likable one, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, this, this was a continuation and it's going to continue some more. Although I think now it's going to be more about summer and Rusev fighting. And so, yeah, it, it was a fun match though. The match was fun. Summer Ray tried hard. I'll give her that. Yeah. Summer Ray <laughs> continues to try hard. Um, I do- <laughs> that was so dismissive. I didn't even mean it like that. <laughs> she continues to try hard. Yeah, she tries real hard. This is one of those programs where I'm I'm no longer trying to think about where they're going. Just a bad you know- thing. I'm, I'm interested kind of in where they're going, but I'm not going to think about it anymore. 
I'm just going to no. watch it as it happens. And, oh, okay. You know, I'm, but I'm not going to think about, oh, they can do this and they can do this and they can do this, especially with Lana gone. And it Maybe. seems like Dolph Ziggler is just trying to dick around Summer. Like, he's going to try to get Summer to be attracted to him and want him. And then he's going to let Summer down. Like, he's tricking, yeah. he's tricking her only to get the one up on her. Yeah, this is going to be an anticlimactic ending for whatever this is i think I, I think only more so now that the fact that lana's gone for a little bit right even though they keep mentioning her i mean it was like when rusev injured his foot for a month and then they built it out for about three months like they keep mentioning lana it's not like she's gone they didn't just forget about her well i think you make a good point about about like knowing where they're going and and, and whatnot on this show because these types of shows now Remember, these used to be events that you'd look forward to, and they'd be blow-offs of feuds that were built up after a while, and now they're just kind of, eh, they're kind of there to build up the next Raw. They're kind of there. They're kind of there. <laughs> the uh, tag team championships were on the line. The Dudley boys end up beating the New Day, mm. but via disqualification. Yes. And then to send the fans home uh, happy, or into Same. the Divas Championship match happy, they yes. hit Xavier Woods with the... 3D through the table because Xavier Woods is your designated horn blower slash 3D taker. Yes, he is. He is the buddy Jack Roberts of the Freebirds. He is there to get his butt kicked. Yeah, pretty much. He's Great the, shout he's out. He's the Rufio of the young boys. <laughs> that is such an obscure reference for him to take on, I think. I tell you I what, guess. Pan's coming out. Is Hook a big deal? I love I mean, Hook. That's a little, oh, I love that's Hook. A little, that's a little past my generation, I think. They, yeah, I mean, but... But very first thing you thought about, right? Or did you not? I The very first thing I saw when Xavier Woods came out, like, he looks like Rufio. <laughs> I love Hook. I loved Hook. Pan's coming out. Maybe that plays a part in it. Like, the new Pan okay. movie is coming out. And, you know. What was what was Peter Pan's group called? Were they the Young Boys? Were they the Lost Boys? Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah. Lost Boys. Well, he came out here as the big Lost Boy. Yeah. And they lost. Mm-hmm. Via DQ. Which is... Which is fine because you yeah. know that, that eventually it's getting to a table match or something. Can they effect. really? I mean, that was one of the things we tried to we tried to think about. Like, are they going to get to December with this? Can they mm-hmm. possibly? Because we have to just go through Hell in a Cell. They right? might be at Hell in the Cell. They might just do it there. They could. But we, I mean, the MSG show, I guess we have to get through in a couple of yeah. weeks because the, the Dudley the pro- boys are on that show. Yeah, the problem is, is we can't have Dudley's New Day every week. No. It would just kill it. They have to get other teams involved in here to do that. And your fear then is that they make it a multi-team match, which is their go-to every right. time now, it seems. so. Yeah, that's true. We'll we'll see what they do here. We'll see what they do. But uh, yeah, so that was one of uh, only two championship matches that did not produce a new champion. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one on the card, the Divas Championship, Charlotte, Nikki Bella. I think Charlotte winning this one was the most predicted result on the entire night. Yeah. And it came through. Uh, we have a new women's champion, a new divas champion, Charlotte, and her face glitter, the new champion. <laughs> you don't like the face glitter either, huh? Well, I mean, this whole divas revolution is based on the success of women in sports uh, that WWE feels just started this year or within yeah. the last year. I mean, Ronda Rousey, the Williams sisters, uh, who, who else are they really pushing this based on? You know, you have those, you have a ton, those, but those the, are the, the two, women, the the women's soccer team, the women's soccer team, the Lindsay Vons, yeah. uh, the swimmer that I'm blanking on the name of now. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a ton of women who have had success that have been big mainstream sports stories. 
Uh, mm -hmm. How many of those women compete with facial glitter? <laughs> Zero. Can you imagine that WWE is doing this Divas Revolution? Although now I, now I want to see Ronda Rousey fight her next fight with facial glitter. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you you can. Serena Williams and Venus Williams having the Uso glitter, one on one side, the other on the other side. Um, I mean, if you were expecting to get mainstream coverage because you are having these women athletes perform so well on your TV and yeah. you have Charlotte as the poster woman of this division now, you think SportsCenter is going to put that on TV, her face, it's with all that stuff on her face? It's such a WWE move. To you got to add something good. Yeah. They oh had, yeah. They had to add the red face paint to the Ascension. We need some sizzle there. We need, we need something to make them charactery so that they stand out. They can't just be athletes. They need a gimmick. She wears face facial glitter because she's a flair. She's, she's doing it with flair, Rob. We had to add the robe to Steve Austin. We had to add the cape to Neville. I mean, they just add things. Yeah. It's almost as if, like, especially on the NXT side, we mentioned Neville mentioned the Ascension. Like, on the NXT side, um, they're adding the leather jacket to Finn Balor. You know when he comes up, he's going to have the leather jacket. Now, that one's a good one because he made that entrance on main event uh, or on the SmackDown main event set for that NXT tag team match with Samoa Joe. Yeah. He looked like a superstar coming they out. Tend to, they tend to stay away from it on the but NXT side. They kind of stay away from it, but when these guys come up from NXT... And they go on the main roster and you see Neville adding the cape and the red face paint on the Ascension stuff they never had before. It's as if the writing team is like, OK, well, these guys are already complete packages. How do we put our stamp on it? Like we yeah. have to do something right because we can't just le let, you know, Ryan Katz and all these guys in NXT send these people up with us not doing anything. How do we make them bigger? How do we make yeah. them? Yeah. How, how do we get make it more of a spectacle? Right. Yeah. How do we how do we make this WWE eyes? Yeah, but onto the match. Let's let's get onto that. We, thought, we've spent. She she now looks like the villain from like the henchman from Die Another Day. That's Charlotte, what she. <laughs> Charlotte looks like. Uh, she looks as if she was a professional wrestler mm -hmm. in WWE, named mm -hmm. Charlotte. Yes, she. That's what she looks like now. She looks like Charlotte. But uh, I thought Nikki Bella Charlotte. I mean, this was how long did it? It went twelve minutes and forty seven seconds. So it was it's got a solid, time. Yeah, it was a solid story. I wouldn't say it's a solid match as solid as the NXT four, yeah. but the story was very well told, I thought. And it was oddly enough, as I wrote, it's an Anderson's match. She works on one body part throughout the entire match. And then the young, fresh baby face uh, finds a way somehow to get the drop on the the nasty heel who's been working on the knee the entire match it was smart i mean you don't see this it was a smart lot. it was very very smart nikki bella uh this this might have been one of my favorite nikki bella matches because there's not a lot else to judge off of necessarily but she right. was really good here yeah she's great i, I mean thought. she's been bringing what she has outside of the ring to inside of the ring because she's yeah. a superstar outside of the ring yeah. i mean nikki bella's yeah. a star and she I, brought and it in here and charlotte got the rub on it and for me, I'd gosh, I'd keep Ric Flair away from this. I really would, because I mean, you, we we've mentioned this before, but the whole point of Charlotte in NXT was I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. I'm not Ric Flair's daughter. She, she and wasn't doing the chops. Yeah, yeah, immediately she comes up, and and everything is Ric Flair's well, arsenal. That's what WWE had to add to her. She was yeah. getting over in NXT as Charlotte, no Flair, uh, 
And now right. we have to add the Ric Flair, you know, fatherhood to yeah. this and really and push that, it. Cause the fans knew the fans knew in NXT who she was, but yeah. you don't have to throw it in our face. Now on their, uh, on their side here, I don't know if we're going to get a lot of Ric Flair after the win. I think they wanted to just put over not. how the win was important. Right. I no, think you'll that, get your and that's fine. Yeah. I don't think we'll get a lot of Ric Flair further on in this. Um, and, and the one artistic choice I found odd was showing team bad watching the match. Yeah. That, that was odd. I thought oh. it was just oddly placed. I think, I think I know why. Cause I think they're just kind of foreshadowing and they can never be subtle about such it, things. It's a combination still, of it, it's foreshadowing. It's okay. We're the other divas in this diva revolution. Yeah. We have to know what's going on. And right. one of those three are going to be the next challenger likely for Charlotte. Yeah, so like, probably. Who, who are we going to have to chase now? Because we were chasing the Bellas, even though you wouldn't but, know it, because they weren't really but, chasing the Bellas. But we could have set that up on Monday. We, d- we didn't need this now. It, yeah. w- it was superfluous, to be honest with you. But overall, you know what? It, I hope it does something for this revolution now. But, but up, hey, to the, we, up to this point in the show, because this is your halfway mark of right. the show. I mean, Kevin Owens, Ryback, great. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler, Rusev, the match was fine. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not caring about the story anymore until it just ends. Right. Uh, the Dudley Boys and the New Day, I mean, entertaining. The New Day come out in their promo. The crowd's oh, chanting New Day sucks, and Kofi <laughs> Kingston is yelling with no microphone. We haven't even said anything yet. Mm-hmm. And Big E's just being excellent. You have people on Twitter practically begging for a Big E singles run, which is yeah. amazing considering two years ago when he was the Intercontinental Champion, no one cared about his singles run. Oh, well, I mean, we, gosh, you remember when, when before he even got brought up, people were thinking he was the guy. Yeah. He was going to be a guy. So on that note, by the way, and this was something I learned last week, I tweeted it and it was shocking to me. Okay. Kevin Owens won the Intercontinental Championship tonight, defeating the Ryback. The yes. Ryback won his championship at the end of May at Elimination Chamber. He won the Intercontinental Championship Elimination Chamber. Did it not seem to you, because it did to me, I want to ask you, did it not seem like Ryback just won the championship? Like, didn't he feel like a a recent, newly crowned champion, even though we know it was at the end of May? It was the injury. The, the injury, injury him that being t- out. Yeah. The, the injury and him being out and him being away for a while made it seem like he hadn't, you know, he had just won the title when he came back and started having these matches week after week. Yeah, it, it just seemed like, like, like this guy was the brand new champion. He yeah. was... The longest reigning champion the Ryback was since Big E's reign, which began in November of 2013. They play hot potato with that thing. Over 100 days as champion, the biggest reign since Big E's championship reign, which Mm. if I asked you before this, before I just told you that, who was the last Intercontinental champion to have it more than 100 days? I'd say Dolph Ziggler, probably. Yeah, I would have gone probably with Bad News Barrett, just because it seemed like he had the belt forever, losing every match he was in, but still having the championship. Yeah, uh, but overall, I mean, I mean, just just to get back on track a bit here. No, that that Nikki, yeah, the Nikki Charlotte match continued the trend of solid matches. It I did. thought, yeah, the first, was, and, and because remember during our show, during our preview show, we said that it was gonna that was probably gonna be the crux between a bad show and a good show. Yes. How that match, this went. match right here, and this match delivered pretty well, getting mm-hmm. the second longest time of the night so far in the first five matches. Yeah, uh, leading to the second half of the show which is only three matches, one long story and one other match here. Chris Jericho returned to be the mystery partner for Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Did not go well. The Wyatt family wins. And Chris Jericho was not happy afterwards. No, but I predicted whoever the partner was going to be was going to take the fall. 
So you did. I, you, I kind, you, I kind you of did. expected yes. I expected this was going to be the finish. I think what all this does is it gives Dean Ambrose something to do to get him away from the Wyatt family because I think that's going to be Roman's feud for now, and it gives gives Dean and Jericho can go waste time over here. And Jericho, you know, this is what this is his move now. He comes out and he and he loses to people. He does, <laughs> except in Japan, and it's the Wyatts again. Yeah, it's the Wyatts he's losing to again, which is fine. Although Chris Jericho, I mean, is a big, he's a pretty big hit live in the buildings when you get the yes. Chris Jericho entrance and you get all that. Uh, so that was fun for the live crowd. Um, I think for those watching on television, the Chris Jericho returns are starting to get tiring. Yeah, uh, it's, how, it's a lot of diminishing returns. Yeah, I mean, going back, his first debut into WWE, probably one of the more famous debuts of all time. Yes. Fantastic segment. His first return when he comes back from the two-year hiatus uh, going up against Randy Orton. That was well, pretty hyped. Yeah, here's the problem is he's always on TV. He was yeah. on for Tough Enough. He was yeah. on for the podcast. He never really, even though he's not wrestling necessarily, he's always around the he WWE is around. product he's around. itself. Yeah, yeah he's so, around. So it doesn't, you don't get that chance to miss him when he com- for when he comes back. You know, how, he's he's there. How about another uh, fan jumping into the ring? A long stretch we've had so far of WWE security seemingly being laxed, unless this is some all like big elaborate hoax where, you know, these are all planned events, which would be amazing to me if that was the case. I don't think it is. But another fan gets in the ring, is taken yeah. down by security, is dressed up as if he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. member. Probably a guy who's in the local gym who's a crazy mental, but does go to the gym and thinks like he looks the part, like he could be a wrestler. Or some indie guy who... And then he gets in there, he's super small. Yeah. Oh, man. So another fan gets in the ring, and of course they're having... Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, and this is why I wouldn't put it past WWE to have... Like, 1% of me thinks this could all be planned for some return to, like, (laughs) J&J security, for all I know. Like, some some gimmick comes in to finally put a stop to it. Um, You know, rest in peace test. But... This guy just stands there yeah. next to Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, and they look at him like, hey, bro, hey, bro, uh, you got to go now. You remember back in the day when if you stepped in a foot in the ring, even the referee Dead, would kill your butt? Yes. Brian Hildebrand used to stomp mud holes in guys, and, and now, now, now we're just standing around because we don't want lawsuits. Yeah, which waiting. is part of the problem, which is part of the problem, because then fans think, well, they're not going to hurt me if I go in there. I'll be a part of the show. I'll be a part of the show. And he was on camera for a very small moment, of course. Yeah, so they have fun with it. Dean Ambrose is like, Did, are you throwing this guy at us? And, you know, Bray Wyatt, is this your is this your third man? And they're laughing. Yeah, they made, they made it part of the TV show. They did. Yeah. But, yeah. But bigger than all that, bigger than Chris Jericho even, is Braun Strowman participated in a lot of this match. He was in the ring there for almost the entire final stretch. Oh yeah, they they built him. They were they're building him for Roman. So he looked more fluid in there. He looked more comfortable in yeah. there because up until this point, I was begging for fluidity or fluidity, fluidity, fluidity. <laughs> Not said seen since Mason Ryan was in the ring. Oh my god, there's a there's a reference. I mean, Mason Ryan was one of the most awkwardly moving individuals yes. ever in WWE history, and Braun yeah. Strowman was giving him a run for his money. I think it goes. I think the list goes: Big Bully Busick, maybe Curtis Hughes. Oh God, no, no. I mean, go back no. and watch Curtis Hughes, and then go watch uh, Mason Ryan. Uh, okay, Mason. Big Bully, Big Bully Busick couldn't couldn't walk two steps right. without tripping yeah. for himself. But then, then maybe Strowman or oh, or uh, yeah. 
and I'm counting the great Kali. Or Mason or Mason Ryan. And great I, Kali I, I, moved better than Mason Ryan did. And Mason Ryan seems like a nice guy. Super. I mean, I've listened to his interviews and, and he seems, you know, endearing great. and whatnot. I wish he, and he's I better hope now. He I hope he gets a second. I don't. Where is he right now? He's he's better now. He's he worked Evolve a couple of months okay. ago. He's working all oh, over right. the place. A ago, yeah. He he worked that one indie show in Portland where Brian Alvarez came back yeah. to wrestle. He was on that show of all things. Yeah. Mason Ryan is still wrestling. Like he's not one of these guys who who failed in WWE and quit. And yeah, he's not he's touring. To he's not touring in Japan regularly, right. but he's still out there. He, he's okay, still around. Good. When I went to the Performance Center back in uh, back oh god a year ago now September of last year. Um, when I passed the editing bay, I, and I said this on that podcast right there, the DVD that was in the player was Mason Ryan of Barry Griffith's DVD. Huh? Trying to get back in. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm sending them the tapes and whatnot. Maybe they're keeping progress on him. Maybe they're keeping tabs on him. And he that might the look they want. So, he's yeah. got the look and he's better now. I mean, he is better than yeah. what he was when he was in WWE. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens there. And so the Wyatt family did get the win. Chris Jericho took the, took the loss, and it looks like we're setting something up with Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho or Roman Reigns and Chris Jericho or maybe nothing right. at all. Maybe maybe this goes nowhere. I don't know. But uh, Chris Jericho seemingly a bad guy for the time being. Yeah, but basically, you know, he's expendable, and they need to give Dean Ambrose something to do. So yes. good on him. That'll be sol- Those will be solid matches, nothing spectacular, but yeah. Before we get to uh, the main events in earnest here, so they did play an ad. Brock Lesnar uh, is going yeah. to be back for two live events in October. Um, the, the Madison Square Garden website let the cat out of the bag. The big show was facing Brock Lesnar. Today it was officially announced. Uh, mm-hmm. So on that MSG special, which is October 3rd, I think, um, I have it actually here live from Madison Square Garden, October 3rd, uh, you are going to have the big show versus Brock Lesnar. Other matches have already been put on the Madison Square Garden website, including the WWE US title, Seth Rollins and John Cena, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Rusev, Kevin Owens, and Chris Jericho on that show. Chris Jericho back. Uh, and Randy Orton and Sheamus. Uh, at least <laughs> those are the matches that have been announced on the MSG website. We'll see what actually gets put on there. Uh, but you have live from Madison Square Garden with Brock Lesnar. You mm-hmm. have Brock Lesnar doing the Stone Cold podcast. So he'll be on the Steve Austin show on podcast one. He'll be on the WWE Network show. An hour mm-hmm. of Brock Lesnar answering Steve Austin's questions. Sweet. Which you you think they'll probably go into the time where Steve Austin quit over losing to Brock Lesnar. Possibly. So we'll get a little talk on that. Um, and then Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell yeah. pay-per-view is October 25th. Mm-hmm. It is a little over a month from now. And the main event. In a Hell in a Cell match is The Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. It is the rubber match of their... It is the rubber match. No, it's the third match, right? Yeah. WrestleMania yes. 30. Yes. The match. Be, rubber SummerSlam. match. You're SummerSlam right. and then uh, right here. So it is the rubber match of this event. It's happening at Hell in a Cell. They're not saving it for WrestleMania because, again, no. it's the match too big for WrestleMania Part 2. Live from Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles, California. Might you go, Jeff, to Hell in a Cell? I, I was thinking about that, but my, my wrestling budget was tapped out for the three nights of Bola. Yeah, Bola kind of took a lot of that <laughs> out. And then you got WrestleMania coming up, because WrestleMania now is yeah. uh, October, November, December, six months away. Mm-hmm. That's a half a year. 
Yeah. We're closer to the next WrestleMania than we are from coming from the last WrestleMania. So I'm already planning on going, so I, I should save my money. Going to Dallas for the big Shake Them Ropes convention. Hopefully. Big Voices of Wrestling powwow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the non-Brock Lesnar show, NXT TakeOver, headlined by Bailey and Sasha Banks in the Iron Man match. Uh, that right. is going to be on October 7th. So in a span of those four days, October 3rd, to October 7th, five days. Mm-hmm. You have two big events for very different reasons. Yes. Uh, WWE Network's got a lot going on, so they're really hoping for a big subscriber push. Um, the main events here. Seth Rollins lost to John Cena. John Cena is the new U.S. champion. A match that went 16 minutes. It was the longest match of the night. I can't believe this. I'm looking at the time for Seth Rollins staying. It didn't seem like it went this far, but it went almost 15 minutes. Like I know oh, Steve yeah. was in there for a long time, but wow, I was surprised about that. Uh, but yeah, John Cena gets his U.S. championship back as well as winning for the 17th time the WWE linear championship. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here because there's not a lot of guys that can freshen up this U.S. title thing with Cena as much as you were looking forward to this, unless they start introducing new names, which I don't think they're planning on doing at this time of year. I don't think about new names. I wonder, you know, the Miz is out there. You could do something with the Miz, the big show. Heath Slater. Come on. Has Heath Slater ever gotten his U.S. championship match yet? No, but he wanted one. Remember every day. Yeah. Every day, give it to the man. Why why are we uh why are we holding back Heath Slater? Look, if you watch him on up up down down, he's fantastic. Give it give him a, a nice long run and build him up as a character. He he deserves something. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy, but I don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah, uh, I mean, the only other thing I could see is like a face versus face feud, maybe like a Cesaro or but, Yeah, the US Championship challenge though is going to come back, no. I mean, it has yes. to. So Yes. You know, victory for me, that's all I wanted. All okay. I wanted was the U.S. Championship Challenge but I matches. Think, I think within that, though, there's there's the expectation that you're going to keep getting these different matchups and, and, and new and fresh things. And I don't know. I think you might be disappointed here. Yeah, I, I could be. Uh, but okay. that, that's all I want. All I want is this U.S. Championship Open Challenge uh, as far as refreshing matchups. Because, yeah, we had a stretch there of about three months where we were seeing everyone on the roster wrestle for this belt. Yeah. So like you're and, saying, there might not be a lot of new names coming up, but maybe we'll see some guys from NXT. Maybe, you know, when Sami Zayn is healthy to come back, if John Cena still has the the championship, maybe that's a bridge to get Sami Zayn the title in the future. Mm-hmm. Just throwing things out there. Kane's uh, back. Kane is back. <laughs> Kane is back. Thank God Kane is back. Uh, uh, so John Cena got the win there with the AA. One, two, three, no interference. And yeah. then the World Heavyweight Championship. Sting who did not wrestle in a shirt, came no. out with the red robe. I mean, Sting looked like a superstar coming out here. I thought so. I thought he looked real good, you know, without the shirt, too. So kudos to him. Yeah, and I mean, he was working hard. He was wrestling all over the place. He was taking table bumps. He was taking, you know, jumping from the top rope to the outside, doing yeah. body presses. I mean, this guy was yeah. going nuts. Yeah. I, th- You know, I someone wrote to you uh, to ask if if uh, if you thought that the Triple H match was more impressive and my answer to that is no no cuz the Triple we, H match was a just a blitz of seeing the NWO and all the names of the past it wasn't about Sting right. Sting was more impressive tonight than he has I agree. ever been in WWE 
yeah. uh, which isn't a big sample size by any means. Um, but yeah, so so Seth Rollins gets the win. I mean, he reverses the sharpshooter, the scorpion deathlock, into a roll-up. So Seth Rollins pins Sting and pins him clean, even mm-hmm. with Sting getting a, a minute-long rest in the middle of the match, which is, yeah. should be the new tactic, right? I mean, Sting is an old guy. He's a vet. He knows how to take advantage of certain things. That wasn't so, even halfway. I mean, that was almost towards the end. It was towards there. the end. It was towards the with, end, with, yeah. With the doctor's spot after yeah. the power into the corner. Yeah, why not? I kind of, uh, I, I I just wish they had kept going, to be honest. Yeah, well, for all we know, he really needed the break. And, mm-hmm. and that's possibly true, too. So, Did Sting and his performance here, this uh, not just tonight, but the buildup, finally convince you that he's a hall of famer <laughs> i think he's a hall of famer regardless i think that's if he a, puts on one a, more performance like that's this just and a, a, that's just an eyeball test for me he's been, but I mean, he's been in the minor leagues for 30 years if he can mm-hmm. finally put that one showing maybe wrestle a guy like dolph ziggler we'll go over your hall of fame ballot later yes Rob. we will uh much later when, uh, when fact, you're when you're when you're arguing Randy Orton as a legitimate candidate, but yeah, we we got some Twitter feedback. Um, okay, before we get into the post match shenanigans, actually, let's talk about the post match shenanigans. Let's so, talk about the post match. Yeah. So Seth Rollins gets the win, and Sheamus comes out. Yes, which they'd been hinting at all night. They've been hinting at it, and we had 15 minutes left in the show. When Seth yes. Rollins got the win. So you knew something was happening. They weren't closing that early. Uh, so Seth Rollins is brogue kicked by Sheamus. Sheamus is trying to get the uh, the title match going. He wants to cash in his briefcase. But it doesn't go so well for him, Jeff, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, he comes out. Seth tries to hit him with the belt. Misses. Gets brogue kicked. Tries to cash in. And then... Kane. Yeah. Kane. Everyone's favorite. And for some reason, he flees, even though he's not necessarily after Sheamus for yeah. any reason. Yeah. <laughs> Comes in, choke slams Seth. And then, of course, the, the, the prolonged, yeah, do it again for me. Do it again for me. And then Sheamus gets choke slammed as well, thus bringing him into this program. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Maybe yeah. into the program, but yeah, basically, I, if Kane coming oh, back think, in the mask, he attacks well, Seth Rollins. Getting, I think we're I'm, getting another month of Seamus we, Orton matches. So, we, yeah, I mean, Randy Orton didn't come back; he didn't do anything tonight. So, you still got Randy Orton out there. I mean, I, you you do Seth Rollins and Kane because mm-hmm. your main event for Hell in a Cell is Brock and Undertaker. You can waste the Kane revenge on Seth Rollins right now. You can waste it. Yeah, like why why not? You know, it what, was the what same. Is there- when, what is your well, fetish when, about when, putting a... Well, never mind. You know, the fetish of Kane putting him in the title picture. When WrestleMania yeah. 30 ended and Daniel Bryan won the title, who was the first challenger? Kane. Kane. Well, you want to know why? Because you can waste Kane. Kane had the ready-built program with Daniel Bryan. You can waste Kane. Get Daniel Bryan a strong win. Who cares if Kane is the first program? Let him be the first program. Because it's always going to build up to Seth Rollins and Triple H. Or somebody else. Somebody bigger than Kane. Let Kane get one pay-per-view in with Seth Rollins, especially a pay-per-view where he doesn't have to be the main event because the main event is Brock and Taker. Strong win would be nice. I, I don't have I don't have a lot of hope in that because he's a weasel heel. Yeah, no, I, I think you can give. I mean, now that's a different 
argument right there. If Seth Rollins yeah. goes in against Kane and Kane somehow gets a win, even if via DQ or something happens, like, come on, let's School let Seth boy. Rollins just pedigree Kane and get it yeah. over with. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or fly off the top row, give him a Phoenix splash and pin him. Okay. Just let him do something. Don't, you know, but we'll see it hell in the cell. I mean, it's a grudge match. We should be excited for it, right? Are sure. you excited? I am not. Okay. But, but, but that was, you know, they, they also don't want a program that'll overshadow the Hell in the Cell match, so I understand right. the thinking I, there. I thought the wrestling in the six-man was fine. I thought yeah. Seth Rollins worked, you know, his ass off. Sting did, too. I mean, this pay-per-view, mm-hmm. from top to bottom, you look at every match on the show, there were eight of them, mm-hmm. um, plus the pre-show match. And this was a pretty solid night of champions like this. And, and partially because of that Charlotte Nikki Bella match, like that was the totem pole match right there where yeah. you're going to go either high or going to go low uh, with that match and with everything else on the show. This was a thumbs up. Yeah, it's a, it's a thumbs up, but it's it's you're not going to remember any of these matches at the end of the year. It's not going to be highly memorable. Now, do you think that the at least sting being in there against Seth Rollins putting on a 15 minute match in the main event of a pay-per-view should be at least memorable? No, be, well, it, it'll be memorable to those of us who remember it, but they're telling you, they're telling, well, they're telling you you shouldn't remember it because Kane was the big story here. Yeah. Kane coming back overshadows the, the, the great work that Sting did in this match. To them, not to us necessarily. <laughs> I'm looking at the Intercontinental Championship lineage. Oh, man. So I, the Ryback had the belt for 112 days. Right. Won it in Texas, lost it in Texas. Before that, the only the last reign of over 100 days was Big E Langston, the reign mm-hmm. beginning in November of 2013. Okay. He won that belt from someone who also held the belt for over 100 days. It was not bad news, Barrett. Can you tell me, Jeff Hawkins, who did Big E Langston win his first Intercontinental Championship from? Well, it's... Probably not Dolph, since I had already guessed that beforehand. Is it Santino Morella? Good try. Okay. Almost equally obscure. Does everyone out there remember the infamous reign of Mr. Curtis Axel? Oh, oh As the man. Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, but that's where they tried to build him with uh, Triple H countout wins. Curtis Axel <laughs> won the belt in June at Payback yeah. in Chicago from Wade Barrett and The Miz in a triple threat. And would go on to hold it until November, losing it in Nashville to Biggie Langston. Uh, yeah, the the reign of Curtis Axel. Mm. God, I'm looking at some of these Intercontinental Champions. Oh, Drew McIntyre held the belt for over 160 days. I don't remember that at all. I do. God, I don't remember that at all. Hey, did anything happen at NXT worth uh, that so, was noteworthy? NXT toured Texas, and we kind of previewed it on the last show. They ran Houston, Austin, and San Antonio from the 17th through the 19th. Uh, Matches of note, Bailey defeated Emma on the first night in Houston. Samoa Joe defeated Baron Corbin, Finn Balor in the main event against Tyler Breeze. Uh, Austin switched it up a little bit. Uh, Samoa Joe beat Tyler Breeze. Bailey defeated Dana Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke got her championship shot. Mm. Let it slip through her fingers. (laughs) um and in austin spoiler alert interestingly enough they taped a dusty tag team classic match yeah scott dawson and dash wilder defeated the current nxt tag champs aiden english and simon gotch 
to advance. Scott Dawson and Dash I'm, Wilder. I'm liking that. I'm liking that team a lot, especially the way, a little bit. especially the way that they're building them on commentary as kind of heir apparent to like yeah, the yeah. the brainbusters, which yeah. fits into my wheelhouse. So yeah, they are yeah. Uh, they are building them up a little bit. Uh, and then in San Antonio, that was also the show where Finn Balor defeated Baron Corbin. So they did the Baron Corbin title shot. Okay. Um, in San Antonio was largely a similar show. They did Finn Balor and Tyler Breeze again. They did Samoa Joe, Barrett Corbin again. Uh, and they did Bailey, Dana Brooke, and Emma in a three-way mm. that Bailey won. That's interesting. Yep. Cool. So, so you had a Dusty Tag Team Classic match. You had some title matches on there. Uh, seemed to do pretty well in attendance. Uh, oh, did Eva, did Eva Marie wrestle on any of these shows? She did not. Huh. Alexa Bliss was on the tour. No Eva Marie. Interesting. None. Hmm. With Nikki Bella and Charlotte, I wonder if they had some Total Diva stuff going on all week. Maybe she was doing that. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. But that was the NXT shows. Uh, NXT TakeOver tickets went on sale for the TakeOver in London in December. Uh, Mm -hmm. That show sold out. So you're going to have a raucous English crowd uh, in London. Yeah, and I saw that, uh, I guess, uh, Bailey and Emma get to work the main roster shows when they go over in England, too. So in November... Yes, Bailey is going to uh, be the Newcastle England show, I believe, is the one where they announced that Bailey is going to be there. So you got to figure she's probably going to be on some of the other events of that tour. Uh, I'm wondering if it's partially just to fill out the crowd, where maybe they're going to do something with Bailey on the main roster. Uh, No, I think I think it could be it could be promotional, too. I mean, she is in the women's championship match, likely unless Sasha Banks beats her, which I don't see happening. Uh, You could just be doing it as a partial, you know, we have to promote the NXT tour. So bring Bailey. Yeah. So maybe she gets something. I don't know. And get those two paid. That's fine with me. That's what I want. Get those two (laughs) paid. Any other notes from Night of Champions or the wrestling weekend? Oh, TNA held some house shows. Guess how many people went? Three. Did you have any Twitter feedback to get to? We have some Twitter feedback. Okay. We'll do that then for the couple of minutes we have left. Craig on Twitter. uh, He wanted to know about your thoughts about Sting looking better against Triple H. We talked about that. That's the Um, one I saw. Uh, Charles on Twitter says, really fun show. Almost want to say great KO and Ryback delivered love Dolph and Rusev and Cena and Rollins. And the closing angle worked. I think it worked too. Actually. I, I I am pro Kane when you use him in certain ways where it's just a bridge to get you a good win for the champion. I I think overall it'll make sense. I, I have no real issue with it. Just it's Kane. So at seven J twin Z on Twitter was underwhelmed by the event. Okay. I mean, I, if you were great, you know, I mean, if you were underwhelmed, I want, there's an argument, there's an argument to be made. I would want to know. I, I would just want to know what expectations you had, right? Yeah. Because if you're underwhelmed, then you must've had really high expectations going in because I don't know how someone could go in with reasonable expectations and be underwhelmed to me. So I'm a little I, surprised by anyone who has that type of feedback, but at the same time, like you're definitely entitled to that type of feedback. If you were underwhelmed, then you were underwhelmed. Yeah, this is a B show. You can't have A show expectations for it. Yeah. Um I am Meta Ian on Twitter says a fantastic show with a great ending. The fans have a new hero. Yes, they do. We have a new hero in Rufio. Uh <laughs> Let's see. What else do we got on here? Uh, people were surprised by the Jericho. I mean, there was a report on cage, uh, cage side seats or PW Insider, one of those, uh, that Chris Jericho was in the building today. So okay. some people figured it was going to be Jericho beforehand. Like I thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan. I was foolish. You know, other people thought it might be Randy Orton. 
mm-hmm. uh, someone from NXT. Corey Graves, Corey Graves on this pre-show deal predicted Samoa Joe yeah. buying into the ridiculous notion that it was going to be Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Ian also said Charlotte selling is almost Benoit like while Nikki carried that match. Oh, you know what? Charlotte had a good night of acting here. I thought Charlotte's great, which is one of her worst kind of aspects. It's, it is that. And that's why I said that one of her worst aspects is selling and acting and staying in character. And I thought she was, I, I, gosh, I wish I'd, I don't have notes in front of me. I was just going by memory, but I remember. No, that was one thing that stood out to me. She was, uh, she was really good tonight. I thought doing that. She was, she was doing a little bit of flair esque selling though. Oh, my knee! But you know what? I can forgive it because I thought she was pretty darn good being in pain all night. At Shake Them Ropes is where you can provide the feedback. Want to make any comments on the show? Uh, Eric on Twitter says he wonders. Actually, does Sting mm. show up at Brock Undertaker and make a challenge to Undertaker for WrestleMania? No, I think they're keeping those two away, and I'd be surprised if Sting gets a WrestleMania match, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I, I can see Sting doing a WrestleMania match like a farewell, because Texas might very well be where he I, goes in the Hall of Fame. I could see him in a multi-man tag. I can't see him in a singles match. Hell, they could do Undertaker and Sting and put both of them in the Hall of Fame yeah. that weekend. Yeah, they could. They very. I mean, there's a lot of options, but if I had to guess right now, no, I don't think Sting gets involved in Hell in a Cell, right. um, especially if Brock is winning. Because then you yeah. just have a dead Undertaker. What would Sting be coming out there to accomplish, right? No, I I agree. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we got a Twitter comment saying that the Ryback is always great. And you, sir, are correct. The Ryback is fantastic. Uh, this Tuesday on the show, we're going to go through all the fallouts of not only this event, but what happens on WWE Raw. We're going to see a little bit clearer direction, hopefully, on where some of these people are going as we are on the road to Hell in a Cell. Uh, mm-hmm. Any NXT news that comes up. We will also follow John Cena's open challenge, which are not only for the U.S. championship, but are also for the linear championship. (laughs) So we got that to cover. You can follow the linear title at WWE linear on Twitter. We are going to talk about another timely match on our top 100 countdown as we talk about Sting versus Mm -hmm. Cactus Jack from Mm -hmm. WCW Beach Blast 1992. The second match we have from Beach Blast on our top 100 countdown. So we'll talk about Sting Cactus Jack, find out if it was better than Sting and Rollins tonight on the show. That'll be a little... I'm, per- uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Eh, it might be. <laughs> uh, plus musical guest Huey Lewis in the news. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.